Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, in 1997, there were 2,143 petrol stations in Ireland. In 2019, that figure had fallen to 1,500. Anecdotally, there seem to be certain parts of the country where it's more tricky to get the tank filled or the car charged, including some urban areas like Dublin. Kevin McPartland is CEO of Fuels for Ireland. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hi, Sean. Uh, has it changed in the sense that, you know, those smaller petrol stations don't exist anymore and uh, and it's mostly like the big service stations now? I think that has changed a little bit in the period that you're talking about, but it's worth giving you the, the very latest figures that were uh, published in February this year, which is that we're about 1,800 uh, service stations as of the 31st of December 2022. So that would say we actually had a slight increase in the number in the last few years based on, on what you're saying there. Right. But yes, you're right. There has been a change. You know, the, the, you know, I don't think we're probably that much different in age. And, and, you know, we will remember the time in the small town that might have been the shop that had a single pump or perhaps two pumps outside <laughs> on the yeah. curbside. And the, the, the health and safety regulations put paid to that. Uh, you go on a car coming off the road and driving into a, a, a petrol pump uh, for obvious reasons. So, yes, there has been a change in the way that the, the uh, services are offered, but there hasn't been a decrease in recent years. As I say, a slight, slight increase, if anything. Yeah. But there has been a change. There has been a change, perhaps, from the, you know, the small, you know, um, petrol station only. And they're now, as, as, you know, we'll see wherever we go, anywhere in the country, they're convenience stores. They're a place where you might have the local post office, which is in rural Ireland often the place where people go through their banking. It might be a place where you can get dry cleaning done. It might have a, a, um, a, a quick service restaurant there as well. So all of these things are actually part of the mix. And it's one of the reasons that only last month, the, and it's a slightly, a slightly uh, strange name, the National Association of Convenience Store is actually an international, it's a global organization. And they came to Ireland last, week, uh, last month to have a look at our four courts because they regard Ireland as at the very forefront of what they call roadside retail. So it's not just about the petrol, diesel that, that you, know, you might have used to come in and fill your, fill your car with. It's not even anymore just about electric vehicle charging. It's mm. about being a kind of a community hub, maybe a deli counter, maybe somewhere that you can pick up a sliced pan and a, a, a half pound of butter or whatever it is you, you need you know, for those kind of in-between shops. Uh, and that's what it's about much more. And that actually comes down to the commercial side as well. Because yeah. if you are operating a forecourt, you're really not making a lot of money on the petrol on and the diesel. Petrol, which is in, in, indeed, we, uh, we actually have covered that before. But that, well, everything you described there, Kevin, and, and probably most people listening would, would be well used to pulling in into such places. A lot of them are off you know, various motorways. They're big. So um, mm. you wouldn't see those then in urban areas because you wouldn't be able to get that amount of space to construct, uh, construct such a, uh, um, a, a, a setup like that. So, the, the, and so again, it's anecdotal, but there seems to be a perception that sort of, you know, in, if you're in the centre of Cork or in the centre of Dublin, it's harder to find uh, a, a garage because I suppose it's not like uh, financially feasible. Well, without wanting to give you flashbacks to your last item, uh, there's an awful lot of planning involved in all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big, complicating factor. And it, uh, there's new planning uh, regulation that's coming for the Oroxus next year. We will be looking for change in that because right now, while you say those motorway stores are very big, a very limited portion of them is actually allowed for retail. So if you look at the actual shop where people buy kind of sweets and soft drinks or whatever, it's actually quite cramped and quite small. Uh, it's the restaurants, it's the coffee shop, it's the seating area that makes it quite large. But yes, you're right. In those smaller 
um, urban locations, the, the, the size is limited. And that's going to be something which becomes a problem um, as we move toward more and more electric vehicle charging and also offering more alternative fuels in the form of advanced synthetic biofuels, uh, lower carbon liquid fuels. Because for electric vehicle charging, people need to stay there for 20 minutes, half an hour, perhaps mm. even a little bit longer. They need to park, and that means that the, the turnaround on those um, charging points is actually quite slow. So you need quite a few of those if you're going to do that in any reasonable way in an urban area. You also need uh, an extra space perhaps for a hydrogen pump or for a, uh, a new um, biodiesel pump uh, to, as those options become more viable for people. So our, we, we are going to go through another period of change in which some of the service station sites that exist now may not be ideal for what we're going for in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So there's likely to be some changes in the, in the actual provision of sites. But I don't think it's fair to say that there is anywhere where there is a real lack of service stations. I, I, I meet public representatives in Leinster House most days of the week, and I have never heard anybody say we don't have enough uh, service stations in our constituency. Nobody's okay. ever come to me and said we need more. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure where that view comes from. Yeah, well, well, I'll read you one from a listener. This time last year, I was travelling home from Ackle to Dublin uh, in the evening and didn't realise I was running low on fuel. It was 9.30pm and I assumed I'd find a town or village off the N5 where I could get petrol, not on your Nelly. I pulled into a petrol station at 9.59 in French Park with about 30 seconds to spare before they closed. I thought I'd be checking into a B&B for the night and I did think it was crazy that there wasn't more fuel stations along a national road, albeit not a motorway. So here we go again on planning, because that's another, <laughs> another issue there. It, sometimes it is definitely fair to say, Sean, that the transport infrastructure is developed without much thought for the support services that are required. And, mm. and, and so, the, so major roads will be built, and only afterwards do we think about, oh, we need to actually put out a tender for uh, a service station along this new arterial route. Uh, so there is a, I, I would certainly uh, accept that point, that there is sometimes some catch-up on new routes uh, or, or upgraded routes, yeah. um, perhaps. You know, I, 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 you know, despite my funny accent, Mallow is home for me in, in, in Cork. And when, the, when that Mallow to Limerick uh, road is built, I'm, I'm not sure that there will be adequate service stations on that, on that new route. And, and I, I'm not sure that they're in the plans at the moment. So things like that do need to be considered. We need uh, more joined up thinking as we do with any part of policy. And for, uh, and for EV drivers, and, and you, you kind of alluded to yourself, the high-speed charging points... Uh, and there seems to be, you know, a, a lot of EV drivers, if they're going any kind of a distance, it's almost like they have to schedule in an additional hour because they know they're going to have to go to some place and there might be a queue or one of them might be working, blah, blah. What are the technical difficulties about getting more of the high speed charging points in? So there's, there's a number of elements to this. And we're speaking with the government has a, has a unit called ZEVI, the Zero Emission Vehicles Island. And we're speaking with them about this. Um, if you want to put... EV charging onto a site right now, an existing site. Uh, yes, you will have planning issues, but also you need to have uh, ESB networks actually upgrade the, the electricity network going in, or almost certainly you'll need them to do that. Mm. that. One, they're the only people who can do it. There's not very clear service level agreements as to how quickly you'll get a response from them, when the work will be done, all of those sorts of things. And then the cost of it. So uh, there are some sites uh, where to put you know, these ultra-fast uh, charges that we want to put in, um, you'll have to buy and put, put in, so provide the space for, buy um, an electricity substation, which can be half a million quid, 
Then you have to pay for the groundworks. Uh, then you have to pay for all the connections. You put all of that stuff in, and then there are there are um, energy credits that go with this a government scheme, which actually go to ESB networks, don't go to the people who have just invested hundreds of thousands of euro and months of their time ah, in actually nice. providing the service to the public. So there are definite challenges there. The leading times are very, very slow. The response rate from ESB networks can sometimes be disappointing uh, and frustrating. And then there's the cost involved. So when you're looking at where you're going to provide these charges, it's, it's, a, it's a big investment. And, uh, you know, now, and it's worth saying, though, Sean, that in Ireland, we lead Europe into the provision of EV charging on forecourts. We have more, a higher proportion of forecourts in Ireland provide EV charging than in any member state of the EU, with three times the European average for the number of sites. So we have about 8% of all of our service stations provide EV charging. The, uh, the European average is about 2.6%. Hmm. We have to so leave it there, Kevin. The game on that. Uh, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Kevin McPartland there, CEO of Fuels for Ireland. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.